You are listening to Boise Fire Mission Strong Podcast, where we share stories from the field, public safety knowledge, and give an inside look into the Boise Fire Department. Here's your host, Fire Chief Mark Niemeyer. Hello, Boise, and welcome to Episode 2 of the Boise Fire Department Mission Strong Podcast. Today, we're at Firehouse 5, and we're here to interview two of our great leaders, Captain Rob Christensen from Ladder 5 and Captain Chris Campbell from Engine 5. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having yeah. us. Yeah. So really informal, right? This is a way that we can communicate to our community about what we do, why we do it. So let's start a little bit. We got this beautiful ladder right behind us. So Rob, we'll talk, start with you first. Talk about the ladder truck, why this thing's unique, why this piece of apparatus is unique in the mission we serve downtown. Right. So some, some basic needs are is our battlefield down here, here in the heart of Boise has a lot of high rises. So this is a 107 foot ladder. It gives us opportunity to uh, make the majority of the roofs around here uh, that are eight stories or less. Um, and it creates uh, that as a, a unique opportunity for us uh, in terms of over an engine. A lot of people don't know the difference between a fire engine and a ladder or a fire engine and a fire truck is that fire engines carry water and ladders don't. We carry the stuff uh, that uh, will get us to where we need to get and help people out of uh, situations. Um, and that's kind of uh, some of the particulars and we'll elaborate a little bit more on that later. But um, yeah, this is a, a wonderful toolbox. piece. Yep, it's a giant toolbox. toolbox. We've got two drivers. Chief, as you know, we signed you <laughs> off early on uh, when, I, when I came over here. We went out to the parking lot and then we took you down Capitol. Uh, it's a unique position sitting in the back. As you know, it's very quiet. All the, yeah. the noise from the tractors up front and uh, steering can be a little bit challenging, um, especially backing. Yeah. Uh, you want to go the opposite way. So, uh, anyway. So Farm Kid picked it up pretty well, though, don't you think? Uh, you're the you're the first. We, we're like, <laughs> we're going to test him. So after we did the, the park tour, we're like, we're going out on Capitol. Now it was pretty mellow traffic that day, but yeah, no, you, you did you did as good as anybody could be, and I'm not trying to schmooze you. <laughs> not as easy as it looks, though. No, it's a great piece of apparatus. It is the only tillered apparatus that we have in the city. Yeah, right. Our other aerial devices are non-tillered, so really a unique piece of apparatus. That uh, talk about why this just does so well downtown, right? It's amazing how tight this thing turns. Yeah, when you actually it's the only one in the state, right? Yeah. Now. Right now, only yeah, one, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. And as Chris can attest, being down here for I don't know how many years you've been down here, maybe 900. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of tight spots and you take the, the length of this, which is much longer than a traditional right. fire engine. Right. And we're able to get in and out of stuff that will just blow your mind. Yeah. And I'm, I'm always amazed uh, when I have the, the, the drivers there and, and generally both of them are very experienced in what they're doing in the front and back, they communicate. And I'm like, we're stuck, we're gonna be here for days. We gotta have people move cars or somebody needs to move the corner of this building. And sure enough, it, they pull it off without, without any trouble at all. So uh, it gives us that, that, um, that tool to get into those tight areas and, and to get there as quick as possible to, to help whoever is called 911 and ask for our service. So yeah. it's, it's a great advantage to have this piece down here. Great toolbox. Yeah, well, wonderful. Now let's go to engine five. And Chris, you've been down here a long time. I have. 20, 22 years. 22 years. Yeah. Uh, down here at the busiest firehouse in the state. That's rumor. Fire so, that's rumor. That's rumor. Uh, certainly some yeah, others that true, so, I, but, I talked yeah. to the CUNA chief not too long ago. Certainly their call volumes rising yeah, as is yeah. everybody's, but yeah. a lot of calls down here. Let's talk about engine five, the workhorse of the fire department. Is engine, the engine five is uh, well, engine five in itself is also a special apparatus because it's the uh, smallest uh, pumper in the city. 
Um, we had it specially built for that reason because of the tight uh, areas we work in down here, the crowds we work in. Uh, you know, the part of town, this is the original part of the city, so um, getting in and around there is, is a challenging to do. So we don't have a front intake on it. Uh, we have a side mount pump on it. It's uh, three to four feet shorter than the average uh, fire engine in the, in the city. Yep. Uh, so it's a great piece of apparatus. In fact, in my mind, it's probably the best uh, rig with the exception of a few things here and there I'd change. Uh, it's easily the best rig uh, I've worked on in my career uh, here in Boise. Um, and Engine 5 is, is for itself, uh, we are kind of the workhorse of the city. Uh, we definitely get tested down here. Um, summertime down here uh, for not only engine and the ladder, but 25 runs a shift right. uh, is not uncommon. Uh, and then uh, running 40 to 50 runs a tour, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting that way normally. Yeah. Um, and then now we're in the wintertime, which used to be the slow time of the year. And if we're, if we have a, a day without 10 runs, it's a slow day. Right. So right. we're running, running the gun and nonstop all the time. So it's, it's fun. It's a good, it's something I always want to do. I always want to work in busy houses and busy places. And uh, so it's kind of my dream come true, really. So let's talk about that. One of the things that's amazed me about you <clears throat> way back in the day when I was with Ada County and you were down here. So you mentioned how long you've been down here. Yeah. And certainly as we get older, it's a little tougher to do the job, but you have always loved working downtown. I have, talk yeah. about that. It's always what I wanted to do. And uh, once I got here, yeah, I didn't want to go anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, so I was, I, was, I was real fortunate. I was super lucky. I got the hoseman job down here uh, after being on for like three years. I stayed at Hoseman for about 10 years down here. And then I was a driver down here for a couple of years. And now I've been a captain down here for, man, a, a long time. Yeah, a while. A few days. So, yeah, a few <laughs> days. Yep, a few days here and there. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I, in a lot of ways, I'm really blessed. I'm blessed for what I get to do. Uh, I'm blessed for the, for the fact that I've never had another job other than being a fireman. And, uh, and I'm super blessed to be able to work in the station I want to work in because a lot of folks don't get that opportunity. Right. I'm spoiled. And you certainly have seniority. You could go anywhere you want. I could, you, yeah. You stay here. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I would never leave here. In fact, I had the chance to take Rob's spot. Yep. Thought about it for about a day. I actually took it, and then I changed my mind within a day. You changed your mind because your firefighters stopped talking to you. Yeah, they got mad at me. <laughs> they were upset with me. So, no, I, uh, I, I literally, it was just kind of my own adrenaline junkie yeah. BS that I deal with. And it was like, no, I, I got to stay, stay busy. So, and Rob, you've been, you've been here because you came from Station 16. Yeah, been here just over a year. A little over a year ago. Yeah. Biggest difference coming from Station 16, which is over in the Garden City area. Right. Downtown here. What's the biggest right. difference you've seen? Um, you know, it, Bigger area to respond to out of 16s. We had a brush rig, we had a water tender, we were heavy with uh, wildland urban yeah. interface. We had some long um, responses over the hill to uh, Hidden Springs. Mm -hmm. uh, we'd run generally second or third into Eagle whenever they had a fire. So there's a lot yeah. of opportunity for auto aid and training with yep. uh, uh, our brothers and sisters out at Eagle Fire, which do an outstanding job. Um, and then coming here, uh, um, you know, from 16th, and then we didn't have the high rise. We had uh, some industrial, and we had the poor, poor, you know, lots of lots of uh, low income, uh, old low income. I'm not talking new structures with low income. I'm talking 
trailers from like the 50s that were yeah. kept together with duct tape and and uh, tarps for for their roof line and whatnot. Uh, so there was a lot of diversity there, and then going to you know million dollar homes on the river sure. as well. Yep. And here it hasn't changed in terms of diversity. Obviously, we're we're housed here um, very close to Sanctuary City Lights and a lot of the um, affordable housing um, locations here, and and those are our clientele. And we can go on those and uh, those members of the of the public, and also we can go to Harrison Boulevard, right? Sure. Um, with within a given day, hit hit all kinds of different people of, of different. Um, Stature, so. super diverse district. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that's the beauty of the fire department, right? Yeah. Is we don't we don't ask your socioeconomic income, yeah, no. class you raise, none of that. When you no. call, we go and we treat you no differently than we treated the last call, regardless yeah, right. of income yeah. and all that. So, so Chris, you've been down here so long. Talk a little bit about the variance in calls down here in the downtown core, is maybe somewhere out that's out on the west or well, you know, south. So we get kind of the same stuff as the west side, somewhat. Once we cross that hill, go up into the neighborhoods up above that are are kind of our fringe districts up there. So we deal with uh, the more middle class, more upper class folks, uh, kind of the same as some of the districts on the outside of cities and outskirts and neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. uh, but then we do have the core down here, uh, the lower income, uh, lower housing areas. And uh, and that's our that's our bread and butter. That's who we deal with most of the time. Um, and like I say, we, we ran about 5,500 runs out of at a station here last year, and I think probably half those were two to three blocks away from the station. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it's it's we try to deal with them the exact same way right. all the time. Right. Uh, every once in a while, you know, we do have to change our tones a little bit here and there uh, to get work done. But for the most part, people are people, and right. they're the same no matter who you're dealing with. So and it's it's yeah. a great thing. Yeah, the mission doesn't know those differences. No, right? no, yeah. it doesn't know the differences at all. Absolutely. So, yep. We'll talk a little bit about, uh, as a tandem crew here, so typically on a residential fire, a commercial fire, the engine and the ladder are gonna roll out simultaneously, and you guys are gonna work together once you get there. Maybe talk yep. a little bit about that. How does that integration work? Let our listeners know, how does a, how does a ladder company and an engine company integrate on the scene of a fire? It's, uh, uh, almost seamless, especially in a house like this where we're so close together. We yeah. work together so often all the time. Um, before Rob came down here, Mark Luton was the captain down yeah. here. And honestly, when we pulled up on fires, Mark and I never said a word to each other. Yep. We knew what the assignments were. We knew exactly what we were doing. Uh, I gave the sign up or the size up on the fires and stuff. And we, uh, the crews just knew what to do. Even though there's a ton of coordination going on. Yeah. No words. Tons of coordination, ton of coordination. No words. And Rob's pretty much the same way. I, I don't really have to say a whole lot to him, uh, whether I wanted to uh, do a primary search or vent, or like this afternoon, we had just a basic automatic alarm and it was uh, go to the Delta side, check the back of the building and Rob's crew knew exactly what to do, went right there and figured out what the problem was in two seconds. Perfect. And my crew didn't even have to do anything for the most part. So um, yeah, it's real, to me, it's a real seamless, close, tight operations. So let's talk a little bit. You show up, you got a house on fire, let's say. Mm -hmm. You're the engine. You're going to show up first. You're going to do a quick walk around. You're going to get an idea of what's going on, and then you're going to get to work. You're probably yep. going to do fire attack. Yep, we're going right. to be on in the fire attack mode, uh, stretching lines, and uh, that's our fire. job. So right. then, and then yep. Rob, you guys come in right yep. behind them as the ladder company. What what are some typical things you could get assigned to do? Right. So, right so generally, place? and I say bread and butter type of uh, uh, an incident. Uh, Chris will generally have us do a primary search. Uh, looking so for victims. For our listeners, looking for yep, victims. Yep. Yep. Right? So, in a small enough house, 
we'll split our crew. We'll have um, the two drivers. They'll split off and be ladder 5B. Myself and uh, the four person that sits behind me will be ladder 5A. So if there's a, a rescue, because it takes a tillerman a little bit time to get down, me and uh, the, my forward guy, we're, we're off and running. We're going in and we're doing a quick primary search. Um, and, and chances are, if he's calling for a primary, that means there's limited to no uh, visibility. So yep. we're, we're on a wall. We're either going to go right or left based on where we see the reports and what the floor plan looks like of that house from the exterior. Uh, we'll get to work on that. And at that time, uh, the other piece of that is ventilation, right? Things get better. We can't see anything. We know where the fire is at. If we can do a coordinated attack where Chris's firefighter can put water on that uh, fire and get it knocked down and we break windows around there or we cut a roof, a hole in the roof and punch the ceiling to get that lift, things yeah. get better not only for us, but those people that are in that house that may have found an opportunity of livable space in a bathroom or what have you, where they're, or even their bedroom where they can close their door. And, and uh, that's, that's kind of how, how yeah. we roll. Now, we can always switch up if, if Chris is like, hey, I need help. This is, yep. this is yep. a Biltmore. It's not a huge mansion. This is like seven apartments and it's got a center hallway down yeah. the middle. Four turns will yeah. finally get us there. I need help moving hose. Uh, when you have nine turns to get to the ho to get to the see the fire, right. you need help. So yeah. uh, there's yeah. always those audibles. That is a that is one of the huge advantages of having the ladder down here with us because they, you know, we're short staffed. We run with three. Yep. Um, we don't have the fourth person to help pull hose and help uh, move things along. So sometimes you got to steal people from other companies. Right. Yeah. And having these guys right behind us is a, is a huge, huge advantage. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. One, one of the biggest learning points for me, you know, I've been an engine captain since, well, you 06, 07, yeah. I was 07. And uh, you you think you, ha you have this mindset, right? It, it's no different than being an offensive coordinator for a football team mm -hmm. or being a defensive coordinator. Sure. And so my mind as an engine company is to show up, do those things I need to do, and then tell what I need from other arriving units. Right. And uh, we talked about Captain Luton, retired Captain Luton. He said, hey, one thing you need to understand is this is a support vehicle. You're, you're not in charge of telling people what to do and how to do it and where yeah. to go. I'm like, really? Yeah. He's like, yeah, those days are gone. Yeah, we'll see, yeah, we'll so I, I show up and I'm like, so. what can we do for yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So, so it kind of takes a fun out. But a very important support vehicle. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's full of tools. Yeah, yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. 100% count on these guys all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> but I think what the, what the public doesn't understand, just listen to you guys talk about ventilation. Fire attack and that coordinated ventilation. Mm -hmm. There's a science to what you all do. Yeah. yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. I think some people just think we show up and... Yeah. And just we, we everything's a calculated science based but upon the science. weather conditions, uh, wind conditions, right. the layout of the house, the age of the house, right. uh, how the house was built, or the buildings downtown, how they were built, mm -hmm. what the occupancy is, what yeah. time of day it is, what, you know, what time of night it is. Everything's right. based mm -hmm. upon those. When well, you guys open up a roof, when they're not ready, that could have negative effects, right? Oh yeah. So that coordination of what yep. you all do is exactly, impressive. exactly, yep. very impressive. Yeah. Now people ask me about the fire department. I often say we're very simple in our mission. Our mission is to help people. We can all agree to that. But delivering that mission is incredibly complex. Yeah. It, it looks seamless on TV, but it's incredibly complex. It's very quick. Quick on your feet. Quick yeah, absolutely. thinking. Yeah. Trying to deduce what you need to do, what your next thoughts are, how to stay ahead of the game. Yeah. Uh, that's Anticipate. a big part right there. Which is probably yeah. why we all love this, right? No two days are the same. Yep. Right. They never are. No yeah. minutes are the same. I, like the, the I always same. tell people when they're younger, that I get the biggest thing I love about this job is I have no idea what's going to happen 15 seconds from now. Right. Yeah. No clue. Yeah, could be challenged. Any challenge you could ever imagine, it could be taken care of, and that's a yeah. That to me is the best thing on earth, which is fun. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's the fun of it. Yeah. Let's Absolutely. talk a little bit about you two. I, I know, Rob, uh, you have created a passion over the years for mental health, right? So beyond yeah. just Ladder 5 Captain, yeah. you have a passion for the firefighters' mental health and well-being. Talk a little bit about that. And what, what got you there to say, this is also my interest? Yeah, and going beyond just the firefighters, we're talking their spouses and their family. So I grew up as a uh, second-generation firefighter, right? My dad who uh, worked in Eagle as a captain. My brother also uh, worked down here. Uh, he was on the ladder for years and then retired as a captain out of nines. I, I think for me, just being so overwhelmed with what we see on the front line, mm -hmm. right? Whether it's the victim, uh, the deceased, or the family member who just lost everything in terms of losing their loved one uh, and seeing the grief. And, and it's like, how do we deal with that? Well, you know as well as I right. do. You rub some dirt in it and you go go home and, and carry on a normal day and have a great day, yeah. right? Enjoy your weekend. Yeah. Well, that that to me wasn't working, man. And it didn't work for a lot of people. Right. And, and you saw, you know, people people were either doing, um, you know, very hazardous stuff to themselves, whether right. it was extreme, you know, death-defying stuff on their days off or they were drinking or boozing or, or what have you, right? right? Divorce rate was through the roof. And I thought, man, what I've got going here is something. I did some research and found out I was dealing with depression and anxiety. I said, if I'm, if I'm dealing with that, right. I know so-and-so, they saw the same stuff yeah. and they've lost interest in what they used to do and they've changed. So over time, I'm like, this, this thing needs to get fixed. And, and I remember uh, I talk about going to my first counseling appointment that my captain, Jim Peterson, mm -hmm. uh, who since passed, he's like, Rob, you need to go, you need to go talk to somebody. So Anyway, I said, I'm going to make an appointment. I'm not going to tell any firefighters, though, right? Because right. we're the tough ones. We show up and nothing bothers us. It's like, I need to do something. Otherwise, I'd have to get out of the job. Yep. So anyway, I, I drove to the counseling office and parked like four blocks away after I made certain there was no fire stickers or cars I noticed in the parking lot. Yeah. Army crawled through the front door with, you know, through the bushes <laughs> right, right. and got there. And, and what I learned was that it wasn't what I, what I was making up in my life. In my mind, I guess it was just somebody sitting down saying, hey, this is bothering you. Well, this is the science behind that. Let's look at it from this view and let's talk about it. It's like, oh, I felt better. So yep. after that, I was hooked. I still go once a month and uh, get an opportunity to go talk to other fire departments and, and members within the job and and just say, if you don't have the number one tool that we've got, and that's our brain to get out and like Cap Captain Campbell talked about, making decisions in the split moment right. without having right. stuff run in the back of your mind or being yes. fogged because you're so overwhelmed with stress and anxiety, you didn't sleep the night before. Uh, that stuff doesn't work. Right. You can have a million dollar ladder truck, but you, you can have 40 people have on scene. Yeah. But if you're not there to be clear and able to read and react and deploy the troops, you're, you're not doing your job. Well, and what a change we've gotten to see over the course of our career, especially when it comes to mental health. I was just down at the Capitol this morning. And as you know, we had a PTSI bill that passed yes. uh, a few awesome. years ago, right? And it's up yes. for the sunset. Yes. And it has absolute great support at the state house to continue yeah. that. And the, the telltale is we had 67 people in that short window of time since that bill was passed file a claim yeah. saying I'm hurting, right? That's a, that's a win in my book. Yeah. Uh, we know it's going to get worse as we, as we grow and evolve. Uh, but having those things that, yeah. that our firefighters can tap into is yeah. critical. And, and hopefully, like we're doing here at Boise, yeah. is teaching people these skill sets right. that I didn't learn until right. I was 30. What's emotions? Oh, what's emotional we regulation? It, right? We rub dirt on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's emotional regulations? What's, what's proper emotional processing, right, for my own health? Yep. It's like, oh, 
well, that would have fixed a lot of junk that was st <laughs> right. stacked up for years. So yeah. anyway, we're doing a lot of great things here at this department. It's 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 yeah. a, a joy and a blessing to work. And then Chris, I got to ask, well, on one of the things with you, Chris, is your passion for history. It's something that I noticed early on. And when I got here, you gave a great class on just history yeah. of the fire service. Uh, I asked Bob Ruth the same question. What got you into the history? Bob got me into history. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I actually worked at station eight. Uh, Bob was not my captain, but was one of the other captains there. Right. It was all during the time of the centennial celebration going on. Yes. And Bob asked for help and I just asked questions a lot of it and dove into stuff, started reading a lot of stuff about Boise and Boise fire department. And it kind of just, uh, it was fun for me to do. I liked it and it kind of grew on me. And the fact is we didn't have a great uh, real history collection right. of anything for the right. most part. So it was just, uh, it seemed like a good idea for me to do it. And I've kind of just kept on doing it here and there. So yeah, and I enjoy it. That's the biggest thing yeah. is I enjoy it. I think history uh, is important for everyone to know where we came from and everybody to know what we have done over the years and what's worked and what's failed and yep. you know what's yep. happened here in the department. That to me is extremely important. And uh, yeah, I, I started teaching the history classes to the uh, recruits. These, I don't know, 10 years ago, yeah. maybe. I don't yeah. even remember now. And uh, yeah, it's fun for me to do. And uh, yeah, I kind of just, it's just one of those things I like doing. Kind of calms me down, keeps me mellow. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's important. It's important for our new firefighters to understand where we came from. Yep. yep. It's important for our community to know. Yeah. It's one of those things that I want to keep doing even after I retire. Yeah. I want to keep doing the history stuff for the fire department. Well, someday we'll there, so, hopefully yeah. have a museum. You know, Denver. Yeah. I'm sure you've been to the Denver Fire Museum. That's no, awesome, and it's so yeah. awesome. It's so Great cool, museum. and it's 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 all retired firefighters that that staff that museum, and it's just to listen to their stories and the history of Denver fires. Hopefully, someday yeah. we have that here. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. Look forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Well, he could also get a job being a. Uh, history guide for the city I could. 22 I could years down here he knows where every yep. fire panel is but yeah. we'll go in something he goes oh yeah this used to be an old gun range yeah uh yeah. just over here two blocks away in the basement i'm like really he's like yeah this is so it's always fun going right. through these buildings and walking well, and through the fact that we have a city something. under our city right i yep. mean a lot yep. of people don't know that yeah, yeah. a lot yeah. of people much like seattle that. has a city yep. under a city yeah. right yeah yeah. And that history. Yeah. I hate to say it. I forgot more than I've learned. So, <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. Right. Kind of, got a good memory. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it, I really appreciate you guys' time. Uh, this was great to get appreciate down to the Firehouse you. Five, talk Thank to you guys about what you do down here, how we serve the community from this firehouse. Yeah. Uh, and to give a little bit of idea of what an engine company does and what a ladder company does. And I think uh, our public's going to enjoy this podcast. Yeah. So, I really yeah, appreciate your so. time. Thanks for coming down. I really, yeah. Yeah. really enjoy it. Awesome. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Boise, for tuning in. We hope you join us next month for another exciting episode of the Mission Strong podcast.